On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about the Sixers on a three-game losing streak right now, and they have to figure some things out with seven games to go. Are we worried? Should they be worried? We'll get into it all next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, as always, Keith Pompey from the Inquire.com, Sixers beat writer extraordinaire. What's up, Keith? What's good, D? How you doing? How you been, man? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Looking forward to this uh, home trip. I'm sure you are uh, home stand two games, so you don't have to hit the road for a little bit. But first, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here at YouTube at Locked On 76ers. We got to talk about the 76ers with the, uh, you know, the injury report and, and how things are. Kind of recap some things from the game on Monday night and what took place in the loss where the reserved Sixers fought back and really made a valiant effort in the end. But first, Keith, we need to start with the uh, conversation that has really taken over uh, everywhere, and that is the MVP thing. It's something that's funny because we've talked about it, you and I, and we've really said we didn't want to get into much about it, but we have talked about it as Embiid has emerged as the favorite. And all of a sudden, Keith, he is dealing with a calf injury. We know that he's dealing with a calf injury. It's not phony. He plays the two games in a back-to-back with James Harden, trying to help his team get the wins and make sure that they get some Ws on the road. And all of a sudden, he is now dodging Nikola Jokic. And then as he's dodging Nikola Jokic, he has a triple-double against the 76ers. Now Joel Embiid is no longer the favorite to win the MVP with seven games to go. What is happening here? <laughs> it's kind of crazy, right? Um, One know, game. I think, One I, game. Think, I think the optics just look bad. You know, the fact that, you know, he played against those other two teams and he didn't play against this team. And it is always like the narrative. Um, me personally, you know, I, I feel like he did enough to win the award. Um, and yeah, you, you know, Jokic had a triple double. He played well, but um, you know, I, it's hard to, to base what he did against that in, in that game. You know, what I mean, like you expect without, without Harden, just about anyone who's on that caliber. MVP type of player would, would dominate as well, right? But, I mean, here's the thing. It just looks bad. I mean, we all talk about it. We know what's going on. Like, we we talked about it beforehand that we knew Joel was going to miss games. But if you're somebody who didn't know anything and, and, and you didn't discuss it, it's just bad optics right now. You understand what I'm saying? And I, and I think that this goes back and forth. Now, I find it hard to believe that all of a sudden Embiid was the runaway front runner to now Nikola Jokic is the front runner because Embiid didn't play. And I like, again, there's a hundred voters out there. I'm wondering who these people are just saying he's no longer the front runner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's wild, man. If it was the Detroit Pistons and he decided to sit understanding that there's no MVP candidate uh, for the Detroit Pistons with all due respect, 
Um, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It, it's, yeah, it's just bad. We'll be, saying, we'll be saying the same thing. It, it, had he played two games in a row on the back-to-back trying to help his team win and, and had to take the, ga- the game off because of a, a, a calf issue. It's just like, I mean, and I get what you're saying. It's just bad optics. The thing is, wherever you have something and people start saying, start getting a little bit of doubt, it's just, you understand what I'm saying? It's just a little bit. And what you're doing is you're giving people a platform to say things uh, for it. Now, the thing is, you know, we don't know. Like, the, the problem is nowadays is when we talk to these teams and they do stuff, they're saying left calf tightness. What what is that? Like real rap. Well, what's West calf, uh, left calf tightness? I wake up in the morning. I might get a Charlie horse, and then my calf is tight the rest of the day. So what is it? You know what I mean? So like sometimes you feel as if like you know if you be extremely transparent and say what it is, and people know it, then they might say mm, he couldn't play. But if you just come out and say he has left calf tightness. And then he just played in a back-to-back a couple of days before. Then people start saying, man, is it really the calf? What's wrong with him? You, you know what I mean? So to me, it's just the optics. Now, I do think he's not. I've seen. I saw the games. I was there. He he didn't You said look, after the second game, he looked off. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He looked off. And he looked tired. And then he looked bad. But again, if you're somebody out in California, if you're somebody in, in Bristol, Connecticut, or whatever, and you didn't see that game, and then all of a sudden you just know he didn't play, then what do you say? He's ducking. That's what you say. But, again, you weren't there for those other games. You didn't see him doing it. So yeah. it's just, to me, that's I, I, think, I, personally, just I personally think that's ignorant because we've seen him play. We've seen oh, him of play, course. Right? But that's that's yeah. why the people in Philly, not to get – that's why the people in Philly aren't the ones saying it. Well, it's we had, I'll tell you what, man. Before the game on Monday, I had a bunch of callers who were actually saying that he was actually dodging Nicole. Oh, Yoke. really? Oh, okay. So I felt like it's ignorant. I felt like it's selfish because we had what we ha- had in our minds made up of the game that we were going to get from those two guys and the revenge that Jokic was maybe going to try to get. And I thought it was selfish for a lot of people to have that type of um, uh, viewpoint on something that we don't know uh, about. And how his how his calf is actually feeling. And for everybody who says they want him to win the MVP, and uh, then they feel like they want to stand up for him as soon as he's like, uh, for whatever reason, he, he can't go while he was at shoot around. I, I thought it was ignorant for people to say that, especially one ESPN person that I'm not going to mention because I can't stand how he approaches his job. So that's just that. But um, <laughs> um, we come back. And we'll get into a little bit of the game last night, Keith, and talk about how the uh, the, the subs made it a game in the end as it looked like the Nuggets were going to run away with it. We'll do that when we get back right here, Locked On 76ers. The tournament is heating up. It's Hagner on, on, in Fuego, and we're talking about the NCAA tournament, right? And there's no better place to get into the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. There's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com, locked on to sign up today and claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads 
to which team will be cutting down the nets. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today, um, right? Just go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, uh, nightly recap last night, 116-111, final score in Denver. And the Sixers were down big by as much as 22 points. Came back in the fourth quarter. Tyrese Maxey was brilliant with his 29. He was the one, of course, that we expected to really play well. Tobias Harris had a decent game. And then you had some really nice minutes from Jalen McDaniels and Paul Reed off the bench, man. How, how impressed were you? Look, and we're not giving out participation trophies, but it looked like the game was over. And um, the starters for the Nuggets were still out there while these players for the Sixers brought them back. What, what did you see in this one? I don't know. I wasn't really that much impressed by it. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I know they came back. And here's the reason when I, because I was looking at the game and it was one of those things where like the Nuggets, they did put their starters back in there, but it was like one of those things to me, like they would go out there and it's like, they was like boxing. They was like hitting them with haymakers, uh, stunning the Sixers. And then all of a sudden they would just back up and just throw a light jab, a light jab. And the Sixers would like recuperate. And then all of a sudden, then they would hit them with another haymaker when they thought the Sixers were coming back. That's my basketball analogy. So, like, to me, it was like, yeah, the Sixers came back. They fell asleep at that point. But if you notice, these throughout the game, they was doing the same thing. They kept going up on the Sixers. Then all of a sudden, they started doing some stupid stuff, and then the Sixers would come right back. So, for me, it's like in regards to the Sixers, they kept fighting. They kept doing all that other stuff. But you got to believe it to yourself that when they go up against a quality team in the playoffs, like they're going to stick their thing on that juggler and they ain't going to let the Sixers up like in that situation, if it was that situation. So I look at it more at, as Denver kept taking his foot off the gas and they almost got burnt by it. They almost messed up and it almost backfired more so than the Sixers like putting this fierce thing together, yada, 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 because Everybody threw in the white towel. It looked like me. Denver was doing some stat collecting. They was trying to get Jokic some more points, let him dominate a little bit so he could get that triple-double. He already had the triple-double, but make it a nice triple. So, nah, I mean, again, Sixers came back, but I felt like it was more what the other team wasn't doing. Well, you know, sometimes it goes like that. You do that and you get stung, as you mentioned. You get bit a little bit. And the other team sneaks up on you and steals the game. Unfortunately for the Sixers, they were unable to steal it. But again, good minutes from Paul Reed. Nice to see Jalen McDaniels back, Keith, because what we've seen from McDaniels since he's been back with the hip, he hasn't really been able to play well out there while dealing with that hip issue. So for him to go out there and put up those types of numbers, uh, double-digit scoring, uh, shows athleticism again, something that we know they're going to need down the stretch, most importantly in the playoffs. Good to see him, I guess, just getting back into that form. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right, man. Well, on the other side, we also need to talk about uh, the possibility of Joel Embiid and James Harden coming back. Seven games. How much can we expect them to play as we talk about that? Let's look ahead a little bit. Final segment right here 
on this Locked On 76ers podcast. Welcome back. Locked on 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens. All right, Keith, what's the likelihood, man, since you've been on this trip with them, both Joel Embiid and James Harden were on the trip and beat with a phenomenal performance against the Golden State Warriors with his 46 in the game, 46, 47 in the game. Uh, uh, unfortunately, a loss again for them, but the big numbers, 28 and 10 against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, another loss now three in a row for them as they come home for two to take on the Toronto Raptors on Friday, but first up the Dallas Mavericks on Wednesday. Keith, what are the what are the chances, the likelihood? Is this going to be a game by game thing? Joel Embiid is always questionable, <laughs> but with James Harden and Joel Embiid, is this a game by game thing now going forward? You know, I would like to base it off of what Doc Rivers said uh, two nights ago, or uh, but at the same time, he's been saying a lot of stuff, right? And but so so the thing is, let's keep it real. He was saying like James Harden, he thinks that is a possibility he could come back. He's not sure about Joel. So I think that Joel may take the night off, depending on how he feels. And I think that we could possibly see James. I thought James, we we're going to see James the last game. James looked good. I think I told you he had that dunk. He did everything. Then all of a sudden, it went from, yeah, he's playing to, uh, we don't I'm know. Shocked. Then, I then like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Then he didn't play. So I, I don't know, dude, but I would think that James would play this game. Well, they, they're going to need him because, look, man, um, as as of as we were looking at things really on on Tuesday, on Tuesday, as we get this one together and share this one for everybody, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers were playing the Atlanta Hawks, the Boston Celtics playing the Washington Wizards. Still an opportunity for the Sixers who are a game and a half up on Cleveland, but still back two and a half games of the Boston Celtics to still try to make up some ground there uh, in the standings, man. So. Something that we we would need for them to see. Do you think that with Embiid and the MVP thing, while he may care or may not care, try to get these games in to do what he needs to do to get some some points up on the board, or is it more of that with the fact that they are still looking at the seating and making sure they get enough wins as possible? I mean, I, I think it's, 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 it's like basically a feel for everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how he feels, how they feel about certain situations. Um, I think right now they, they, I mean, if they had it all over again, you would wonder if they would would have played everyone so they will still be in contention for the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, title. So I, I don't know. But I think it's really going to be a feel for everything. They just yeah, situation, step by step, you know, situation by situation. Well, I know one thing, man. Uh, we know that Dallas can score points. They did so on Monday night in their win. And we saw the Sixers and, and and those guys go at it in Dallas a few weeks ago. That one loss there during that stretch where the Sixers were rolling. So should be an interesting one. And tomorrow, you know what, Keith, we'll preview the game and get into a little bit more of the Sixers and the Mavericks. We thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. 
We'll preview the game for the Sixers and Mavericks tomorrow. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Mind letting the good folks know where they can find us. Yeah, wherever you get your podcast, you can make sure you can get this podcast, Locked On 76ers. When you go to the YouTube channel, make sure you basically click on, on the Liberty Bell. You become a new subscriber and you get notifications when we do our podcast. Also, make sure you listen to my man D at the Divine. I'm on 97.5 FM from 6 p.m. to midnight. Now, again, it's going to be the pre to post game show. But if you really want to be, you know, live from the arena, live from the arena. So if you really want to, you know, just get them, do that. And then secondly, make sure you follow my man D on Twitter at Divine G975. Follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers and read my Sixers uh, related articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer. We're having our annual knockout, Keith, on Wednesday night after the game for our listeners and the fanatics. So it's going to be interesting. See see yeah. who wins. All right. I'm you looking should, forward to it. You should lace up. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm, my, my game is too deadly for that. I, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? I ain't trying to, you know what I mean? I ain't trying to break any ankles. You know what I mean? It's just, EB, it's just knockout. EB doesn't even want any. Free throws, man. Free throws. Oh, free throws. Oh, all right. Yeah, free throws. All right. <laughs> we'll get you out there in one of these, man. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, peace.